0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Peralty Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Excuse me. Excuse me. It's early in the a.m. This Tuesday... February 1st, 2023. It's 529 a.m. in the beautiful cold wintry city of Dallas, Texas. Um, but today is still a good day because God is in this day, right? And so we're gonna give him honor, glory, thanks, and praise. You guys are dropped in for a minute. Thank you for joining in. This is my uh, Arthur Pearlie Martin with biblical principles for your for our inner healing you guys share this podcast if you'd like to support us donate to our podcast and leave a message hit that message button if it has blessed you in any way and subscribe to our podcast also so whenever we come on the air you'll know okay um today i want to talk briefly about soul ties we have got to sever these soul ties um we're going to talk about it, but you know what we're going to do before we talk about it. You already know we're going to pray about it. Father, we just thank you for being together here in the midst of us, Lord God, for leading, guiding, and directing us in the way that you would have us to go, Lord God. We ask to give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive your word, Father, as I pray also that you anoint my lips of clay. Um, You help me to say what you want me to say Um, and so we can eat the meat of your word and bring forth fruit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You guys, again, thank you for joining in. This is Arthur Farley Martin, Biblical Principles for Healing. Share this podcast, okay? Um, I want to talk about soul ties. Um, how we It causes us to be guilty by association. Soul ties. Soul ties, it's the real deal, okay? Soul ties, soul ties. Um, we're going to talk about First John one five. Um, what what is a soul tie? Is when you when your mind, your soul is tied together with someone else. We're going to talk about the uh, soul ties that are developed through association, friendships, um, partnerships, and then we're going to talk about the sexual soul ties. Soul ties um, that are developed through sexual um, soul ties <clears throat> are meant to bind us together. Um, the Bible say that when Jonathan first met David, his soul—you know—he he became one with him. His soul was tied to him, um, and he loved him like he loved himself. But God needed them together uh, for His sole purpose. Okay, um, that was a godly friendship. We talked about that earlier in our podcast called "Friendships." Um, but I want to talk about Amos three and three. Uh, well, let's see. To hang with someone, you have to walk in agreement with the spirit that's on them, right? Amos 3 and 3 asks the question, how can two walk together except they both agree? We cannot have fellowship with someone without walking in agreement with them. This is the danger of unhealthy soul ties. I mean, God does knit people together and he brings people in your life for a purpose, just like he brought Jonathan into to david's life for a good purpose okay but when we connect unhealthy and we, we develop these unhealthy soul ties you literally become like one with a person and it's hard to break free from that abusive relationship and this is why we see this in abusive relationship i used to work at a batter women's shelter and it wasn't because the women was dumb stupid ignorant or weak it was a soul tie um which had developed. That was a sexual soul type, but we're going to talk about that later. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But um, it says, how can two walk together except they both agree? Now, we know that we're three-part beings. We're spirit, soul, and we live in a body. But the real us is a spirit because we know this because when God created man in Genesis, he created him out of the dirt. He didn't come alive until he breathed his life into him. He breathed his Zoe life He breathed his spirit into man. Man became a living soul. And and we know this is true, too, because when a person died, the only thing that's left behind is the body in the casket. Why why is this? Because the spirit has left the body. The real us is a spirit. We're spirit, soul, and body, right? So um, in order to walk in fellowship with someone, we have to walk in agreement with them. Jesus tells us in 1 John 1, 5, Um, through seven, he said, this is the message we have heard from Jesus and now declare to you, John was saying this, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, the Son cleanses us from all sins. So here, he, Jesus, uh, John is telling us, he said, this is what Jesus said. He said, God is light, right? He's, he's good. God is good. He's not evil. And there's no darkness in him at all. Remember, Jesus said, the evil one have no place in me. The devil has no place in God. There's no darkness in him. There's no sin in him. Okay? So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. He's talking about living the lifestyle of sin. He's not talking about falling down and getting back up. But when my lifestyle is contrary, completely contrary to who God is and how God is, I'm not walking in fellowship with Him. And when we backslide, we're not walking in fellowship with God. And when we don't accept Jesus Christ, we definitely do not have fellowship with Him. Um, God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. So we line up, we say a fellowship with God, but then we live a lifestyle contrary to God. There's hold on, wait a minute. Listen here. Now you know that this is not for condemnation. So promise me you won't run when correction come. Right? We're gonna talk about how to overcome the soul tie. All righty. But let's just get through this because um, this is. Listen to listen here. When I get up at four or five in the morning, this is not my idea. Okay. This is something that the Lord has been putting on me maybe for days and days and days. Today I have to talk about it because in order to go to that next level, we're going to have to know because everybody's not going in with us, okay? So we're going to need to know how to sort them out. You know, I talked on friendship before. We need to go back and listen to that podcast, so you can know your confidants, your associates, and your allies. Okay, because everybody's not going in to the promised land. Everybody's not going into your promised land with you. You're definitely going to need to know who you got in your camp, who's on your side, and who's on your team. Okay, we got to sort them out because we call them friends. Friends, it's not friends. We, you know, we got people all misplaced and miscategorized and all this kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm talking about, I'm sticking with it here, um, how we have to walk in fellowship. To walk in fellowship with God, you have to walk in agreement with God, right? And this is the same way with everybody else. Um, to walk in fellowship with those friends that's not doing the right thing, you have to you have to walk in agreement with them, Um that's what that is. If we claim we have no sin, we are fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. If we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we're calling God a liar. So when we do fall down because of unbelief, we just ask God to forgive us for not believing him, for doubting him, and get up and move on, right? But to live a lifestyle of sin, When we live in a lifestyle that's completely contrary, I'm talking about an everyday lifestyle, I'm lying. I'm not walking in fellowship with God because God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. So to have fellowship, like once again, I'm using the scripture to let you know that to have fellowship with someone, you have to walk in agreement with them. To have fellowship with God, you have to walk in agreement with God. To have fellowship with someone, you have to walk in agreement with them okay psalms 1 and 1 says how blessed is the man who does not walk in the council of the wicked um we're talking about when we see walk and we're talking about lifestyle so who does not sit in the council of the ungodly this is an nlt version um king james says, a blessed is he who sits not in the council of the ungodly um uh, this, we're going to go on, nor stand in the path of the wicked, nor seat in the a seat of scoffers. He's saying you're blessed when you're not um, walking in the counsel of the, the wicked. You know, as believers, we should not be getting ungodly counsel. We shouldn't be going to the world for wisdom. I don't care who's saying it. Steve, I don't care who's saying it. If God is not saying it, I'm not repeating it, and I'm definitely not living by it. <laughs> we have some. Um, we have we have the wisdom of this world, and then we have the wisdom from the word. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the wisdom from the word. Um, God in Him, God is, God is, uh, is the truth. He's the God, and He tells the God honest truth. Okay, Exodus 34 and 12 says, "Walk yourself that, watch yourself that you make no covenant with the inhabitants of the land into which you are going." or it will become a snare in your midst. Um, that was Exodus 34 and 12, and the Lord was talking to the children of Israel. He's saying, don't make no covenant. Don't become friends um, with the people that's in the land. Lest you, they, you, beca- you become ensnared. You backslide, and you start serving their God, in other words. Um, listen here. Yes, Jesus Christ came to seek and save those that were lost. He said, I come for those that are sick, because those that are well does not need a physician, right? But, and, and Jesus sat and ate and drank with the wine bitters and yes he came for those that was he came to seek and save those which was lost but Jesus came to transform, not to conform and when people did not want to follow him he said things like if you go somewhere and your peace return unto you, shake the dust off your feet and keep on going that's going to be a testimony against them but if you go somewhere and your peace remain, then you need to stay there and, and fellowship and eat and sup with them. So Jesus never begged anyone to follow him. He rebuked the the Pharisees and, you know, he said, leave him alone then. Let the blind lead the blind. They all going to fall in the dead since they think they already have a relationship. You're not Abraham's son. If you, you if Abraham was your father, you wouldn't be trying to kill me. In other words, they they were saying, I'm going to put it in, in, in our language. We can, we can understand it. They were saying, well, we're, we're saved. We know God. We, he said, no, you don't. Because if, if, you, if you knew me, you wouldn't be trying to kill me. You know, if we say that we have fellowship with God, if we say we know God, to know God is to walk in agreement with God. With God, You can know about God and not know God. Jesus, God. His word says that if you say you have fellowship with me and you still live in darkness, you, we're living a lifestyle of sin, okay, that's completely contrary to who he is, how he is. He said, I'm a liar. And when, and when I backslid, I was not walking in fellowship with the Lord like the prodigal son I had left the father's house come on now let's just be honest I did not love God because God said if you love me then obey me there is no condemnation but we have to tell the God honest truth because without correction we just open ourselves up to deception this is not a moment of condemnation this is a moment of repentance we have to we have to face the God honest truth no, when I when we backslide, we're not walking in fellowship with God. We're not, because this is what the Word of God says. It says that if you say that you have fellowship with me, but it says God is light and there's no darkness in Him at all. And if we say that we have fellowship with Him, but yet we still live in darkness, we still live a lifestyle of sin, then we are a liar and the truth is not in us. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you what First John said, Okay. I'm just a messenger. Um, so let's, let's keep going on. He said, um, so he, Exodus 34 and 12, I just talked about that. Watch yourself that you make no covenant with the inhabitants of the land into which you are going, or it will become a snare in your midst. Be careful of, like I said, we're called to, Jesus came to transform, not to conform. Well, um, We're not called to, be, to conform to the world. We're called to be transformed to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We're not called to be like them. We're called to reach them, not to hang out with them, but to reach them. Jesus said, ate and drank with the wine bitters but he always was about his father's business. He always had an agenda. And we too, as believers, we are to have an agenda, not to be like them, not to do what they do, not to go where they go. But the goal is to, uh, is to, uh, Preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're with people and they don't want nothing to do with God, move on and pray for them. Just like Jesus did. Move on and pray for them. Leave them alone and pray for them. Because no man can come to the father unless and uh, no man can come to the father unless God draw them. Look, people can't save other people. Only God can. And if that person is not ready to come to God, leave them alone. You just gotta pray for them and move on. That's what Jesus did. He said, If your if your peace return unto you, in other words, they start saying, Oh, I don't want to hear that gone. I want to hear that God stuff. Leave them folks alone. Leave them alone and move on. Move on and pray for them because we don't have the power to change anyone. That's God's job, okay? Um, he said that's going to be a testimony used against them. You know, when my mom got saved and we didn't want God, you know, she come talking to us about God, we went, come on. You can't even talk to her. She always wanted to talk about God every time you come. She was being persecuted for righteousness' sake. What was we saying? Come on, we don't want to hear that, right? Our peace was returning unto her. My mom prayed for us and she did not compromise. Okay, so Proverbs uh, 13, 19 through 21 tells us, "I uh, see, he who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. Uh, one translation say, walk with the wise become wise. I mean, um, no, he who walks with the wise will become wise but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Disaster pursues sinners, but prosperity is the reward of the righteous. I'm sorry, that's Proverbs 13, 19 through 21. Um, one one uh, proverb says, hang with the wise, become wise. Hang with evil, become, hang with evil, become evil. Hang with wise, become wise. Why? Again, here we go talking about. You say, but listen, don't just know what the words say. Understand why I say what it say. So what? How is that? How is it that if I hang with the why evil, I can become evil? Once again, just like Jesus say, it's through fellowship. In order to have fellowship with someone, you have to walk in agreement with them. Remember, the real us is a spirit. So what I'm saying is. In order to be like you, I have to become like you. I have to walk in agreement with you. That means I have to say yes to that demon that's on you, that's making you act act like that. That's the only way we can have fellowship. And this is why some of you are trying to be friends with people that ain't wanting to be friends with you because they're not walking in fellowship with you. You understand? This is why when you get saved, you don't have to make no big announcement. Hey, I'm no longer drinking, smoking, because you don't have to do none of that you're very the lifestyle that light in you if that when people don't want the light they don't come to the light because their deeds are evil this is what the word says okay when when my mom came to the light we didn't want the light because our deeds were evil so we didn't we were not coming to the light and we wasn't really wanting to be around her too much it wasn't because it was anything wrong with her it was something wrong with us <laughs> Uh, Jesus told his disciples, he said, you're, my, you're, my truth, you're sanctified by my word. The word of God will sanctify you. You don't have to make no announcement. Your lifestyle, when you live for Christ, I'm not talking about being religious, I'm talking about being a light. Your lifestyle is your light. I'm saying your lifestyle, people will get convicted by your lifestyle. Demons will be tormented, and people will be convicted by your lifestyle no compromise we have got to hold the standard we have to hold the standard so people can know right from wrong and good for me- for evil as believers, we're all called to be ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if anyone knows what an ambassador is, he's someone who speaks, who represents the entire country, and he speaks on behalf of the entire country. And we, as ambassadors of Christ, we represent heaven, and we, uh, Jesus Christ, and we speak on behalf of him. Jesus said, I don't only say what I hear my father say, I only do what I hear my father do as disciples of Jesus Christ. He tells us in John 8, 32, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What is it that the truth sets us free from? God's truth sets us free from the devil's lies. Okay. If God is not saying it, then I'm not, I don't want nothing to do with it. I don't care how good it it sounds. If God is not saying it, Come on now, because we're all preaching a gospel. You can sing a lie as well as you can tell a lie. okay? We're all preaching a gospel. There are certain songs I won't sing. I don't care how good it sounds. If it's not biblical truth, I'm not saying it because I understand the power of words. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. Is that not true? As he is, so are we. We are his workmanship created in his own image and likeness, right? Okay, so... The same power, we're speaking spirits. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. So we have to be careful of the words that we're speaking because we're creating our world with our words, right? That's how God framed the world with his words. Did he not? Okay, so let's get back to this. So he's telling us... um, do not associate with a man given to anger, Uh go with a hot-tempered man. One translation say, tells us he said, t- don't make friends with an angry man, lest, lest your soul become ensnared. In other words. Because see, again, remember when we talk friendship, we're talking fellowship, okay? When we're talking, because uh, in order to have fellowship with someone, you have to walk in agreement with them. How can two walk together except they both agree? Amos 3 and 3, right? To have fellowship with God, we have to walk in agreement with God. To have fellowship with evil, we have to walk in agreement with evil. And this is why if we hang with evil, we become evil. Because in order for me to become with you, be with you, I have to come in agreement with you. You see, I have to submit myself to that spirit that's on you. And then I become like you. You, I know you guys seen this where they act alike, talk alike. You know, it's like, dog, you trying to copy him. No, what it is, I've come into, that person has come into agreement with that spirit that's on them and they got the same spirit, they got the same attitude. Why? Because demons are real. Okay? So be careful who you attach yourself to. So now you find yourself talking like them, acting like them, and doing the things they do. Hang with evil, become evil. Hang with wise, become wise. Hang around drama and you'll become dramatic. Okay, the Bible says bad company ruin good morals, good moral character. You could be raised right, but if you get to hanging around those people, uh, a bad company, because remember, I-, I want you guys to keep this in mind Amos 3 and 3. How can two walk together except they both agree? In order for me to have fellowship with you, I have to walk in agreement with you. So sometimes it's when people get angry with you, that's because they're not walking in fellowship with you. <laughs> <laughs> and they won't want to hang with you <laughs> when you stand for Christ and you live for Christ. When and and then uh, people who don't want God ain't gonna want to be around. Ain't gonna want to be around you because you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Uh, to walk in fellowship with God, we have to walk in agreement with God. In other words, I must be willing to give up my way for His way. I must be willing to give up my opinion for his opinion. God's word is my absolute truth. So I always tell people if you want to know what I believe, find what the go to the word, see what the word say, and that's what I believe. Okay? So do not associate with men giving in anger less you learn 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 their ways. You can you can see that a person that gets with a person and they was mild tempered or whatever and that person is real angry. Pretty soon this person starts screaming and shouting like them. It's like, what happened? I didn't used to be like this. I didn't why? Because in order to be with them, you had to come in agreement into agreement with them. And those spirits that was on them came on you. But God is greater. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna see the solution because the devil is defeated in Jesus' is Lord we're gonna see how we come out of this in a minute how we sever those ungodly soul ties because some of us are connected to things people places and things um that God has called us out of but because of those soul ties it's keeping us sometimes you gotta cut it out you know he said if your eyes cause you to sin pluck them out. What he's saying is quit looking at it. If your hand calls you to steal, cut it off, cut it out, quit quit stealing. You know, um, sometimes you have to take some drastic measures because breaking a soul tie is kind of like a person that's been addicted to some type of drug and they have to go to rehab. And when you go to rehab, they got to, they're definitely going to uh, uh, strip you of the drug that, that you're addicted to, right? They're going to take your cell phone for 30 days. They're isolating you because they know in order to get free from something, you're going to have to change people, places and things. In other words, what the world don't know, but really spiritually speaking, they're familiar spirits. Everything that was familiar to you, we want to take away from you because those things that you, that was familiar to you was leading you in the wrong way. These bad, the, the familiar spirit. That spirit that's on that person, if it's causing you to act like them, talk like them, uh, be like them, that's because you've come into agreement with the spirit that was on them. Um, we say, well, no, no, I'm stronger than that. I'm stronger than that. Can a man take fire in his bosom and not get burnt? Do not tempt the Lord. If he's telling you not to do something, he means exactly what he said. Now, Jesus went, we're, now, now, let's stay with this. Yes, Jesus came to seek and save those that's lost. He didn't come to hang out with them. He came to convert them, okay? We're not called to convert people, but he that wineth souls is wise. Our goal as believers is to preach the gospel, not preach sin, because sinners sin, right? We want to preach the gospels to sinners, okay? But to those that are already saved, then we, we, you know, our we have to teach, we have to be taught the gospel so we can learn to live Christ-like, okay? But sin or sin, so we want to talk to them about the goodness of God, about the love of God, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if they don't want to hear, then shake the dust off your feet and move on. You don't have to, don't keep staying in that and hanging around that. Be led by the spirit of the living God. Whenever he say, call him, call him. If he don't say, call him, don't call him. You know, we have to be led by the spirit of God. So your soul isn't ens- ensnared. Don't, remember, know this, that we're not God. We can't, people don't save people. God, You know, Jesus Christ has already paid for that price, but we have to accept the redemption, the, uh, the work that he has already done. People can't save people in as strong as you think we think we are. We're not stronger than God if he don't tell you to do it don't do it if he don't tell you to say it don't say it you have to sometimes you have to move away sometimes so you can just pray because sometimes people um, when we're not ready you know the thing about the prodigal son is that when he left the father's house the father didn't go chase after him. the Bible says yes he will leave that 99 to go after that one but that's the one that wants to be that wants to be got. Everybody don't want to be God. Sin is fine for a season. And when that season is over, the Bible said that the prodigal son had to come to himself. Sometimes you have to let people stand back and let them come to himself because no man can come unto the Father except he draws them. So the um, one plant, one water, and God caused it to grow. We have to know what was my purpose in this relationship. What was my purpose in this person's life? Just because they didn't pray the plant, pray the prayer of salvation with me, does not mean that your labor was in vain because God could have just used you to be the one to plant the seed. Then you sense, or he could have used you to be the one to water the seed because they'd be like, well, I already know God. And you know, a lot of people think they save and they ain't saved. you know, well, I already know God. It's more religious. Because do you know you can know about God and not know God? Um, to have a relationship with God, once again, we have to live a lifestyle I'm talking about an everyday lifestyle that's in fellowship with him. I can't live a lifestyle of sin, okay, and say that I have fellowship with him because he already told me at first time that that's a lie and the truth is not in me. I like to just tell the God honest truth. So we have to be, make sure we just tell people the truth. And, and I always tell people that when you love people for real, telling them the truth is not hard because that's what love is. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful is the kiss of an enemy. Um, when you care about people for real, telling them the truth is not hard, because your motive and your intent is not to crush them or kill them, but your motive and your intent is is you're praying and believing that God will draw them to repentance. Only God can do that. Okay, so um, let's go down. I only have a little bit of time. It says. Um, do, do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them because if you desire to be with the sinners, eventually your heart will go astray and you're going out there and be with them. So don't desire, don't be jealous of an evil person because you don't know what they, how they got, what they got, nor desire to be with them. Don't have a desire to want to go and hang out with the world. Our purpose for being around the world is not to hang out with the world. Our purpose for going into the world is to preach the gospel. Jesus told us to go into the world to preach the gospel. He said to go into the highways and byways to compel them to come. He didn't say go hang out with them. Our goal is always God is so they can become, is so they can be drawn by him, not so we can be drawn by them, okay? As believers, we follow the leader. So you look at your life and you say, is this what Christ is doing? Is this what God would tell? Is this contrary to who God is or how God is? If so, then he's not telling me to do it. Okay, there's no condemnation. This is a teachable moment. We're just gonna go in depth and we're gonna do it in balance. Give me a minute here. Right now we're talking about soul ties created by associations. It says, um, you shall not follow the masses in doing evil. Exodus twenty-three and two says, "You should not follow the masses in doing evil, nor shall you testify in a dispute, so as to turn aside after a multitude in order to pervert justice." In other words, do not go against God's truth to say and do what everyone else say and do. Especially when uh, it's against God. Don't compromise just because everybody's doing it. Don't follow the masses. Don't follow the world. It doesn't matter how popular it is. If it's uh, don't don't do what the masses is doing when it's evil nor don't testify in a dispute so as to turn aside from a multitude nor to pervert justice. Don't, don't try to agree with them. Everybody's not doing it. It's just the people that you're around. And if everybody in your circle is doing it, then you need to, you need to find your new circle of friends because everybody is not doing it. It's just the people that you're around that's doing it. Okay? But no, everybody is not doing it. There's, there's God has a lot of other people who have not bowed their knee to the devil he had to tell uh, the prophet um, Elijah Elijah was like Lord I'm the only one no he said I have a whole bunch of other ones we have not bowed their knee to bail them to the devil no everybody's not doing it and this is why when God brings you out you have to change places people and things and you like I said when we begin to live for Christ it's going to convict other people's life it's just going to make you not want to be around them. But don't fear not because God's got people that he'll bring into your life. Okay? It's not possible to be alone when God is everywhere at the same time. So just be patient and let God uh, bring your friends to you like he brought Jonathan to, to David. And, you know, uh, and, and show yourself to be friendly. Okay? Um, it says, my son, do not walk in the way with them. I, okay. Keep your feet from their path. Um, that's Proverbs one fifteen. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not proceed in the way of evil men. Don't follow after the path of wicked. Don't follow after the path of evil. But we, those who are the sons of God are supposed to be led by the spirit of God. Right? We're not supposed to follow after the world. The world is to follow after Christ. Our goal is God. Jesus came to transform, not to conform, to the world's standards or way of living. And as ministers of reconciliators and ambassadors of Christ, we're called to live Christ-like. For as he is, so are we in this world. As disciples of Jesus Christ, we're to preach the gospel, our good news of Jesus' death and resurrection to those who's lost. Remember, Proverbs say, he that when it sows is wise. If you want the wisdom of God, Jesus told us, he said, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Our goal is not to get with the world and become like the world. We're called to be laborers. We're called to be laborers. We're called to be sent into the world to preach the gospel and to uh, to, uh, help people to remember, um, uh, remind people of repentance. We can't be sitting up knowing that somebody is not in fellowship with God and agreeing with them. That's not true. Faithful are the wounds of a friend but deceitful. You say that's hard. The only thing it's hard on is our flesh. The spirit is fine. There's no condemnation. Okay, um, now we're gonna move on to sexual soul ties and then we're gonna talk about how to break this mess. Those are soul ties that are are through associations, friendships, relationships, you know, things like that. Your true friends will tell you the truth. That's how you know who your true friends are. And just because you're a friend of someone else don't necessarily mean they're a friend to you, okay? So let's, um, we're called to win people to Christ as ambassadors of Jesus Christ. That's our goal. Our goal is always God. And when they don't want to repent or they don't want God, then we have to let it go and move on because in order for me to have fellowship with you I'm going to have to come in uh, agreement with you uh, so I remember it was this lady who was on drugs um, and he the Lord would like I said he would lead me to her um, just, you know to invite her to church you know stuff like that um, but when he she, then she wouldn't be interested and, I, and he would send me away I wouldn't see her for like another six, seven months. And then it would be only be when the Lord would lead me. Because that bottom being on drugs, they used to move around a lot. So uh, when it was time for me to, to see her, he would always fix it, where I would run into someone who knew who she was or something like that. Um, but I had to go as the Lord told me to go, because they wasn't ready yet. And no man can come to the Father except he draws them. And also understand and know this, that it's the goodness of God that draws a person to repentance. So you don't constantly have to keep hanging around this person while they're living a lifestyle of sin. Um, While they're living a lifestyle of sin, that means they're not ready. Because to hang with them is to walk in agreement with them. Um, So here we're going to go on to uh, sexual soul ties. Um, Really, the soul tie was created for, for uh the sexual soul tie was created for marriage because marriage, God's original plan was for marriage to last forever. And the purpose of the soul tie was so we can become one, one, one spirit, soul, and body come together as one. First um, Corinthians 6 15 says, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a the prostitute? Never. Or don't you know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said the two will become one flesh. But he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Okay, so here we're talking about the sexual soul ties. Do you not know that when you have sex with someone, that you become one with them? He's saying, Don't you know that if when you unite yourself with a prostitute, you become one with them? You're tying your soul your time you you're cutting a covenant when you have sex with someone you're cutting you're making a blood covenant when you have orgasm you're exchanging bodily fluids you are becoming one with this person covenants are created with blood sexual soul ties sexual covenants here so he's telling you don't don't do this do you not know that your bodies are the members of Christ. Now we like to say that all sin is the same sin, but Corinthians 6, if we go down a little bit further, he says, All sin, uh sexual immorality, when we commit sexual immorality, we sin against the body. Why? Because all other sins are done outside the body, but when we commit sexual immorality, We sin against the body. Read 1 Corinthians 6, the whole chapter. We've sinned against the body because we use the members of Christ to commit the physical act. This is why I said, don't you know your bodies are members of Christ? You know, we need to be conscious as believers. Our body is the the temple of the Holy Spirit. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not your own. You've been brought with a price. And when we commit sexual immorality, fornication, adultery, uh, homosexuality, or any other type of sexual immorality as believers, we are taking the body of Christ. We're using it to commit that. We're taking the members using his body. 1 Corinthians 5, 11. But actually, I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother. Now, this is talking about other believers, okay? Because Jesus came to seek and save those that were lost. But we're not hanging. We're not trying to be friends with the world. We're trying to um, win the world, let the world know, tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, I'm not trying to hang out with the world. Uh, I'm trying to get the world to hang out where I hang out. I'm not trying to I'm, I'm only gonna go there if God tells me to, because those who He came came to seek and save those who were lost, right? But I'm only going if He tells me to go. I'm not trying to be friends with them. Um, I'm trying to let them know. I want them to become friends of God, even if they, because you know He may just use you to plant the seed. He may use you to just water, and you may never see that person again. Our goal is always God. Okay? It's to win. The He that wineth souls is wise. But we have to be led by the Spirit of God. Those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit. Um That's why sometimes he'll have you sit around people and won't say one word. Why? Because God said He resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. So what is it to be prideful? To be prideful is to say, I don't want nothing to do with God. I got this. Some people people ain't gonna come to God until they see a need for God. Most people don't. <laughs> I got this. So God said, I'm gonna resist the proud. He said God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And in due season, he will promote you. So when we don't see a need for God, we resist God. So sometimes he'll have you not to say nothing because he knows the, the condition of that person's heart. He knows if that person wants him or not. So he won't have you to say nothing because God is resisting them. God is and You know, I did this podcast. Is God resisting you? you guys take a minute and go i have 200 and about 203 four podcasts um go in and listen to it just go in and just stroll it's also on google Podcasts, so you don't have to download an app go to google podcast and um uh, or just uh put my put Arthur the Martin biblical principles for inner healing in the google box and it should come it'll show all the different platforms and stuff that my podcast is on um but Google Podcasts—you don't need to download any apps. But it's on Spotify, Amazon. It's on Apple. Um, it's on a whole bunch of different platforms. Some of them I didn't even know about. Amazon Music. Um, okay, um, let me let me keep on with this. But actually, First Corinthians five eleven—that's what last one we was at. We read that already. I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother if he is immoral person or covetousness, or an idolatry, or a viler, a or a drunker, or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. Why is he saying this? He's saying associate. Remember, we talked about it earlier. In order to have fellowship with someone, you have to walk in agreement with them. So he's telling us, listen here, he's talking a brother, a so-called brother. He's talking about believers. It should the bible say the sexual morality should not even be named amongst us as believers. Remember the world sinner sin. We ain't talking about sinners. We're not talking about people who have not accepted Jesus Christ. We're talking about us, so-called brothers. This translation, I believe it's NLT. He says you do not I wrote to you, do not to, to associate with any so-called brother if he is an immoral person or greedy or an idolatry or like to start fights or a drunker, or a swindler, not to even eat with such one. He said, I don't I'm telling you, don't sit down and fellowship with them. Why is this? Because to fellowship, hang with evil, become evil, remember? I'm telling you what the Word of God say. This is not what Pearly say. This is what Proverbs say. Hang with evil, become evil. Hang with wise, become wise. Because once again, our main scripture was up there in John. It says that um, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So we say that we have fellowship with him and we still walk in darkness. We are a liar and the truth is not in him. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with him. Again, we talk about... To have fellowship with someone is to come into agreement with the spirit that's on them. So he said, "Listen here, I don't want you coming into agreement with the immoral uh, believer." He said, "A so-called brother, people who saying they save and really ain't saved." I'm telling you, Judas wasn't saved. Judas followed Jesus. Judas walked with Jesus, but Judas was not with Jesus. Because Judas, he hadn't accepted Jesus Christ, and he did what he wanted to do. He didn't care nothing about what God said. He lived the way he wanted to live, and he did what he wanted to do. And that's called pride. And I just want you to know, there's no condemnation, but God is resisting you. He resists the proud, and he gives grace to the humble. And when we know what the truth is, and we don't care about what God say, rebellion is equal to the sin of witchcraft, and obedience is better than sacrifice. And, you know, when he said, um, so it's so important that as believers that we get our life in line with God's word so that we can be a light in the midst of this dark, hurting world. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven they care and uh, heal their land. Um, so some, sometimes we can be sin sick. You know, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. That's repentance. Repentance isn't just saying, you can see repentance is evidence, okay? Because godly sorrow worked repentance under salvation. When we're sorry to God for what we did, that's when true repentance will come. I'm not just sorry to God because I got caught. I'm not sorry, just sorry to God because my husband threatened to leave or you ain't going to be my friend. No, I'm sorry to God. Because I was rebellious to him and I hurt him. That's why I'm sorry to God. That kind of repentance, that kind of sorrow will bring about true repentance when we're sorry to God. Okay. Okay, we're just learning here. So he's saying don't associate with them. Why? Because to walk in agreement, to have fellowship with them is to walk in agreement with them. To walk in agreement with them is to come into agreement with that spirit that's on them. Um, so how do we break these soul ties you know he also tells don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship does light, dark have, light have with darkness right don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers cause there is no fellowship there is no true fellowship you cannot have true there is no friendship see God is severing things and we, we trying to go back and mend things that God is severed and he severed it for a reason he said, have no fellowship. People who's not walking in the light as you as in the light is not going to fellowship with you. It's nothing personal. You know, it's like I'll keep using my mom for an example. My mom came to the light. We didn't want the light, and we didn't too much hang around her. It wasn't when she did anything. It, was that we, it wasn't because of her. It was because of the, the darkness. It was because of the devil that was in us. And when you're saved for real, it's going to convict people. It's going to, um, it's going to. My, it's even going to be repulsive to some people. Uh, and it doesn't matter how good you are, okay? The Bible says that when we choose to live for Christ, we're going to suffer persecution because people who don't want the light, they hate the darkness. They hate the light. People who want to live in darkness hate the light. And they're not going to come to the light because they hate the light because they don't want their evil their sins to be revealed. So if I'm not coming around you, You know, I remember before I became a Christian and I came around somebody that when you get around people to say for real, I ain't talking about religious. I'm saying when you step in the presence of the anointed one, you just swear this person knows your whole entire life story. That's the conviction of God on you. That person is saved for real. You know, when Jesus came, got out the boat, and he came around them, the demoniac men, them demons began to scream, Oh, Jesus, why did you come to torment us before our time? And likewise, when when we are walking in fellowship with God, the presence of God is on us, the anointing of God is in us. And we too, when you get around people that's not saved, it should torment them. It's not, you're not supposed to feel comfortable, especially if you're not being drawn to him. When Jesus came into the presence of those demons, they was tormented and he, was, he told them demons where to go. The greater one is on the inside of us. When people want to be delivered, we got the, the power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, the Bible says, lives on the inside of us. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That's what the word tells us in John. We have the greater one on the inside of us. The spirit of the living God is greater than the spirit of the Antichrist that's in the world. Because the Antichrist spirit is against God, against the Holy Spirit. Okay, but we got the greater one on the inside of us. And, and don't think it's not strange when you go around people that's living a lifestyle, you know, the world or even believers. And if they're living in sin, they're not going to feel comfortable around you. It's nothing personal. It's just the devil that's in them or the devil that's oppressing them or depressing them and it's making them uncomfortable. But we, you know, like I said, if they want to be free, then, then the power of God that's in you is greater than the devil that's using them. Whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. And they that believe in my name, Mark says, they can cast, they can lay hands on the sick and they recover. They can cast out devils. If they drink any uh, deadly thing, it will not harm them. If they take up serpents, it will harm them. You know, that's Mark, I believe sixteen. But they that believe, they can lay hands on the sick. I'm a believer. They can cast out devils. We got. We got the greater one. It's, it's not us that's doing the work. It's the Holy Spirit that's flowing through us. But we have to believe that the Spirit of God is on the inside of us. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of us. So um, let me try to finish here. Psalms one says, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, so the way we break those soul ties is we're going to change people, places, and things. We cannot be sitting in the council of the wicked, even, even when it comes to our children. <sighs> Excuse me. If your, if your children ain't saved, they can't pray for you. So, um, they, they you know, Acts 16, 31 say, If I believe not only shall I be saved, but my household. He says, uh, blessed is the man who walk not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scoffers. Uh, in the multitude of councils, it's, it's safety, but not, not amongst unbelievers. And so what I always say is, why do you tell your business to people that can't pray? Because all they're going to do is talk about you. They got to find a way to get rid of that. Proverbs 1632. He that is slow to anger is better than, than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh uh, take a city. So if we could be, be slow to anger, be quick to hear and be and slow to speak. Be slow to anger. Be slow to anger. Be slow to anger. Be slow to anger. Anger is really rooted in fear and c- control. Because um, James 3 tells us, he said, where does all this fighting and stuff come from? Does it not come from your own evil desires that goes within you because you're not getting what you want? Be slow to anger. Life is not all about you. It's supposed to be about Christ. We got to decrease so Christ can increase. So how do, how do uh, we sever these ties? Let me find it. He says, uh, through fasting and prayer fasting and prayer and reading the word but we have to change people places and things and we have to come out from among it. you might have to block that phone number you might have to um, delete that phone number you may have to get um, whatever you have to do Joseph had to flee he had to run from it you might have to run from it <laughs> uh, you may have to confront it and say listen here uh, I'm not for this. Um, you don't talk to me this way. It's very rude and disrespectful. You know, um, but you have to change people, places, and things when God is delivering you and bringing you out of uh, out of Egypt. Is not this the fast I have chosen? Um, fasting. The purpose of fasting is really to deny our flesh of what it wants, because our flesh is like a spoiled kid and it wants what it wants when it wants. And um, when we see people being led by their flesh, it's selfishness. Because selfish people don't care about what they do or how it's gonna affect you. All they want is what they want. Well, this is what I want. Ooh, I hate to hear people say, this is what I want, this is what I want. Like, yeah, as long as you keep giving your flesh what it wants, it's gonna go unchecked. It's gonna go continue to act like a rebellious, spoiled kid. Because it's very selfish because you're not taking in consideration the wants of others. The only thing that's important is what you want. So we have to crucify. We have to, uh, fasting and prayer is how we um, overcome several soul ties. Uh, let's see. Isn't this the fast that I have chosen? Uh, Isaiah 58 6. Isn't this the fast that I have chosen to release the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bonds of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free? And that you break every yoke. Let me read um New King James Version. Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free? And that you break every yoke? Now, King James Version, Isaiah 58, 6. Is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free? And that yokes that uh and that you break. Every yoke, every yoke of bondage, the anointing destroys the yoke. It breaks the yoke. It destroys the yoke, the anointing. As we begin to get in the word and we begin to fast, because like I said, fasting is denying our flesh of what it won't. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a meat a, a, a fast, Maybe it's a complete food fast. I don't know. Whatever it is that the Lord is telling you to fast. Maybe it's a social media fast. I don't know. What is the Lord? Remember, in everything we do, in word or deed, we're supposed to do it as unto the Lord. So we don't want to start doing stuff just to be religious. We want to make sure that we're being led by the Spirit of the Lord. Um, Those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. The footsteps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by the Lord. So let's make sure that we pray that we acknowledge God in all our ways so he can direct our path. I try to live my lifestyle based upon the word of the living God. So that means sometimes people ain't going to understand what you do because they don't understand what the words say. Um, sometimes you don't always have time to teach a Bible study as to help so this person can understand that this is why I do what I do. This is why I act like I act. This is why I'm standing against you because of this, because of that. So you know, and you're gonna be persecuted when you um, when you stand when you choose to live for Christ. You have to take a stand against. Uh, you'll have, you might have to take a stand against some of your kids. You know, it's it's about taking a stand against sin. Um, remember, He said, "Don't follow the masses," and you know, don't 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 say that your that, that your kids is right when they are wrong. It doesn't matter who it is. Jesus said, "If you love your mother, father, as uh, more than you love me, then you're not worthy to come after me." Jesus said, who is my mother, my brother, my sister, except he that doeth the will of the Lord. Right? That's why we call each other sisters and brothers, because we, we're believers and we do the will of the Lord. Um, uh, he said, if you love your mother, your children, your mother, and your mother, brother, and all the more, than you love him? He said, you're not worthy to come after him. Because why? Because that will cause us to compromise. If I love my kids more than I love God, I tend to compromise the word of God. We have got to take a stand and we have got to set the standards um, and we have to just say what God say and trust him. Those who put their trust in the Lord, he will not cause them to be ashamed. God is for families. Make sure you stand in the gap. Uh, stand on Acts sixteen thirty one. He says, if I believe, not only shall I be saved, but my household shall be saved. We have to walk by faith and not by sight. We got to walk by what we believe and not by what we see. And when the time is right, we have to continue to say to them what God is saying. And you have got to take a stand. And you cannot back down. You cannot back down. You cannot compromise the word of God. You cannot compromise. We have to say what God say. And um, like I said, just you know, continue to pray for them, but don't compromise. Alrighty, I'm getting ready to end this. But Isaiah 58:6, we have to change people, places, and things. And then we have to uh, spend time renewing our mind because we have to change our way of thinking. We have to pull down those mindset strongholds to help break these soul ties. Because the truth of the matter is the reason we're acting the way we act in is because of what we believe in. We act on what we believe to be true. So we have to change our mindset to change where we're at. Okay, so in order to be not conformed, to be transformed, we have got to renew our mind. So we need to fast and we need to pray and we need to read the word. That's how we break those soul ties. As we begin to change our way of thinking, our way of behavior will change. All righty. So um, God bless us all. And Father God, we just thank you that this word will not return unto us void. That you will bring your word back to our remembrance Holy Spirit. Um, That you will give us wisdom to know how to do what we heard, Father God. And um, we give you the glory. We give you the honor, Lord God. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. You guys, thank you guys for been who's been following on my podcast and supporting it. Again, this is about uh, episode 204 today. Um, it's going on, what, three years, I believe? Um, again, hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to support us, hit the support button. Make sure you leave a message or a prayer request, and I'll get back with you. You guys, keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful day. Okay? All righty. Till next time. Be blessed.